to the season three opener for the deeper, darker variety show. My name's Ashley. And I'm Casey. Hey. We're doing this finger guns. <laughs> hey, we're finger gunning each other from two hours away. This yeah. bitch moved to San Francisco and abandoned the rest of us in I this hellhole valley. I feel I actually feel really bad because I feel like it happened all of a sudden. I was just like here one day and gone the next, but it's like I didn't even have time to process anything. They're like, boom, you got the job. You're hired. Hey, move to San Francisco. Go to training. Go away for three weeks. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even keep me in your thoughts. You didn't even worry about me or who was going to raise I- me. Or- <laughs> you have Rigel. Rigel's a good good person to raise you. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so for all our fans out there we're we're talking to me sans uterus now yay hey i know dude you lost like a whole organ i did and actually i had my follow-up appointment today i got to see my insides like they'd taken pictures from the surgery oh yeah because they remove your cervix too yeah yeah the the coolest part is i got to see the stitches for the cervix like from the inside oh they look like teeth disgusting (laughs) so you're saying you got teeth in your vagina vagina dentata is the proper term vagina dentata (laughs) it's it's a common it's like a fear that kids especially can get after being sexually abused by a woman oh shit no way yeah it's it's a whole oh my god i didn't even know that it's like a thing i thought you're just making up something schnazzy no no it's a psychological phenomena of 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 vaginal teeth like it doesn't really happen but it happens in people's minds like it's like a night terror of a big floating vagina (laughs) just a giant floating vagina coming at you to bite you (laughs) so so my surgery went well i actually don't have endometriosis and my uterus was totally healthy but well you weren't using it no no and that i was i think any any woman who has had the child-free choice occasionally your hormones or like a weird situation will get on you and it's like but what if i want a baby so my hormones have been getting at me ever since i turned 35 about a month ago all of a sudden like what like because my brothers have children and now i'm like what if i have my own little baby and then i'm like no 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 that's stupid idea casey yeah, as soon as I got the the hysterectomy, I'm like, but what if you were supposed to have a baby? I don't want a baby. <laughs> it's a like it's stupid to have a baby at this age. No shade to anyone who has, but I'm right. not gonna get started. Well, yeah, at- dude. I'm like, I'm 35. I'm not trying to get started right now because then I have kids in my house until I'm fucking 55. Yeah, yeah, and no you don't want to deal with teenagers and te- like, oh god, no. If I would have but- had children, like I would have had them in my early 20s, so I'd be done in my 40s yeah exactly yeah and my my you know people start late and people do their thing but whatever i don't want to i don't want to do it oh was that (laughs) that was casey yes that That was was casey's dog and and not casey's vagina (laughs) yes pod dog is back (laughs) yeah click 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 she's back and she's very excited come here pod dog oh oh (gasps) she has her soccer ball it's her favorite toy oh good what's up zig dummy <laughs> so you're you're working a new job are you happy in the city is everything yeah no i'm super happy but i'm what they call san francisco poor which means like i'm not poor but living in san francisco i am yeah so that's 
So my apartment is like um, two blocks away from like Haight and Ashbury. Um, so it's a really awesome neighborhood. I love it. We're super close to parks. Ziggy loves it. Um, and my apartment's like, it's nice and it's on the cheaper side. It, it's like, it should be more expensive. That being said, I still pay $2,500 a month for fucking rent. Like that's, San Francisco poor is no joke. I mean, that's a lot, but also at the same time, there are places in Sacramento that are. No. And that's what on, I was thinking too. Like Sacramento's getting pretty close to that level as well. Yeah. It, this would be, this would be a thing back in the day when we were paying $600 a month for an apartment and people in the Bay were paying 25, mm-hmm. but it's just like, we're, yeah, it's we kind of, 13. at least I live in the Bay, but yeah, but like, um, they were saying the poverty line for San Francisco is like anyone making less than a hundred grand is poverty. And I'm like, I feel like I make good money, but I'm technically under the poverty line. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, you're, you're wasting so much of your money on surviving. Yeah. Yeah. But But other than that, I mean, it's cool. It's super entertaining. There's people out all the time. Like we just have the coolest, weirdest homeless people here. Okay, um, what are we talking about this week? Well, we're changing up the show a little bit. Make sure you let us know in the comments if you like this at all. To This week, in honor of Halloween, which will, this will be posted after, but is being recorded before, I want to talk about Glenn Danzig's Erotica. So I was going to look up like what this was about and then i was like no i want ashley to explain it to me so first of all before we get into veronica we have to talk about who glenn danzig is because some of our listeners might not know danzig danzig was the original lead singer of the misfits if you are all interested in getting into punk and like not sure about things because there's some really ridiculous shit out there the misfits is a really good place to start like didn't they just play it aftershock the original misfits they did, yeah. yeah. And I really would like to go see them. Not I saw them. They were great. But... It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Dancing was a lot of fun with it. Misfits are fun. They're horror punk. It's not super political. It's basically old B horror movies. It's And it's not like... It's not horror in the way that Rob Zombie does horror, where you're like, holy shit, what, like, who hurt you inside and why are you so twisted? <laughs> Seriously, more... Rob Zombie is like... I mean, dude, I fucking love his movies. They're if you're in, creepy. If you're into that shit, you're into that shit. But damn, that's some hardcore. Like, I saw House of a Thousand Corpses. That shit scarred me for like weeks. Yeah, I fucked me up. So Rob Zombie is is questionable, and but Glenn Danzig is just embarrassing. So after the Misfits, he was in a band called Sawin, which. They actually, the fans tend to pronounce it as Samhain because that's how it's spelled, obviously, but it's Solwyn. And then he was in Danzig. He's just Danzig. Most of you would know him if you listen to the Rock Stations doll. You know that song, Mother, which is, Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Yeah. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say, Mother. Anyway, so that's who Glenn Danzig is. So Glenn Danzig and all his wonderful danzigery decided to make a film called veronica which is based off a series of comics called verotic which he is also behind and it's a combination so of- it's like 
Is it like erotica? No, I'm. You keep going. Sorry. It's okay. Violence and erotica is erotica. Nice. So. <laughs> you got you got your violence over here, and you got your erotica over here, and they. <laughs> this could be an interesting combination. Again, not typically my aesthetic, but this could be interesting. But it's God, not. it's it's so my it's so my kink. God, I'm ashamed of it, myself. <laughs> this combination. Okay, so one, every woman's role is played by a porn star. They're all porn yes. stars, and they're all obviously porn stars. For some reason, what the men makes are it not- obvious? <laughs> well, their stellar acting skills. Hi. So bad. Some oh, so bad. Who is it? I'm in here. I didn't call maintenance today as she futzes. I with just her. got out of the shower. But there, and there's no sex. There is titties. And it is the strangest series of films. So it's 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 a, <laughs> a three vignettes and there is a, a begin cap and end cap with God, what the hell is that bitch's name? She's like basically the Alvira or the Crypt Keeper where she's announcing, welcome, my darlings, too erotica or excuse me my darklings my so darklings she's all, ah! <laughs> she's all sexy and she like she uh pokes this bitch's eyes out and she's well the woman screams my eyes my eyes <laughs> and then this so bitch is like you know campy. it's it's not it's not even good campy it's just like embarrassing oh. it's so <sighs> glenn danzig is does not have self-awareness he which can come across really interesting in that like gothy metal kind of thing like you don't want someone that has a lot of self-awareness or is self-effacing but the older he gets the more embarrassing it gets the first the first vignette is the best one as far as things go that they get progressively less interesting to watch so the first one is the albino spider of dajet first of all <laughs> this what the shit is a dajet that Dajette is the main character. We'll get into her in a second. But this, they decided that this needs to be set in Paris. But none of these people are actors, and none of them can manage a French accent. Even, <laughs> even the men that they got that aren't porn stars, that are just actual actors. So it is very much like, oh, you, she saw her best friend die yesterday. Oh, that, that turned into some other kind of thing. Whatever. It's worse than that. Uh, <laughs> the, the police are calling the killer the neck breaker so, <laughs> so bad so bad <laughs> like if you're not going to speak french just don't even try the accent either just, just don't like well, i don't understand why you could you could do a stylistic thing where no one has an accent anyway sort of like in a wes anderson movie not right. that we want to want to compare the two Ooh, but he's coming out with a new movie i know the french dispatch Yay. i can't wait it's actually out now uh so the main character or the 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 lead dajet played by ashley wisdom who is she might still be dan's girlfriend now but i don't know if he met her on set or developed this project around her and frankly i don't fucking care so (laughs) he has real hard duck lip like overinflated duck lip and this god-awful pink wig which has like a like a widow's peaky death lock kind of thing and it's very like it makes her head look pointy and alien and weird, which might have been a stylistic choice, but it looks like shit because of the 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 poofy lips. So it's just like, and uh, wait. <laughs> so when was this movie made? 
This is very recent. This is like, uh, I think 2019 is when they made it. Oh, no shit. The way you're describing it, I'm picturing like a terrible 70s movie. That's okay. That's what it comes across like, but not in that fun, aware B movie kind of way. This is like a B movie made by somebody who thinks, I'm assuming, thinks that they're making something good. So, <laughs> like a fucking, what is that one movie? Uh, the Room. The Room. <laughs> yeah. The Room is at least with, with The Room. One thing that plagues this this whole film is bad camera work and bad editing. He says, uh, for some reason, Danzig's the DP instead of hiring somebody to do it. It's a lot of like unnecessary zooms in and then a zoom out and long shots that are holding on characters well after they've delivered their lines. So the character's just kind of sitting there <laughs> like wondering what the fuck to do. It's really bad the uh with the room at least even though it's a shitty script and tommy wiseau is a weird actor freak the it's competently shot they got a director that knows what they what they're doing they've got an editor that knows what they're doing with this yeah. with veronica i don't know what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> we open on dajette with her horrible pink elfin wig giving a blow job to a guy whose pants are still up and <laughs> When, when she like sits up off his dick his pants are still like they're they're still buttoned they have not been open oh and God. you know they're fooling around and she's got she's got like a tank top on and massive big old titties and he's like trying he's he wants to like when we see your titties and he's she's like kind of like oh no do not touch my titties oh no and they're kind of wrestling and he pulls up her tit her nipples have eyes there are eyeballs in the middle of her areola where her nips would be. Her nipples have eyes. Like, okay, I'm picturing googly eyes. I wish. They look... <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hysterical. That would be cool. We should do a parody of it where you just I like... Actually, I, so I bought some... They're like googly eyes this big that like basically yeah. cover my whole boob. And I made them so they, they're pasties nice a, they're a big hit at burning van oh i bet they are who knew you were really cosplaying um veronica ahead of time i know so she's got they look they look like eyes i mean they're they're eyeballs and her nipples and the guy's like oh your tits they are staring at me and she, don't oh, look. Right. <laughs> terrible french accent i forgot <laughs> don't look and she's like oh, don't look at my titties and he leaves and she's all sad and then she <laughs> I don't know if it's her roommate or her neighbor down the hall. Whatever the case is, she comes in and she's like, it happened again. And she's like, oh, those guys are just freaks anyway. But the whole time she's having this conversation with her friend, her tits are still out with these eyeballs in them. And like, <laughs> I'm assuming homegirl knows that like the girl's got eyeball titty things but like she's not like commenting on it or being like hey this is really weird your tits are looking at me and i can you put that on your shirt <laughs> that's actually really funny like you know that there's something wrong with your friend's tits but you're like not going to draw attention to it no you're just because you're a good friend which i appreciate but i am not this bitch's <laughs> friend so i have questions First, <laughs> if you're trying one okay every everybody knows if you're fooling around with a dude he's gonna want to get his hands on them titties at some point his hands and possibly other parts of his body that's just how dudes work dudes love titties yeah so plan ahead wear a bra for one thing or get get yourself some pasties and like you know put some pasties over them eyeballs because i don't want no but you can't 
you can't spring a thing like that on somebody you have how to you, like, be like how are you okay how are you supposed to lick their nipple without it being licking an eyeball like it's, do these eyeballs have eyelashes they no they don't blink they're just there and that's like like can they see me are they looking at me i would be sitting there like yeah like seeing if it'll follow like (laughs) i have questions (laughs) that'd be great this this movie doesn't answer any of these questions there's just these tits and like you again like Dajet, you gotta let a guy know you gotta be like hey like i have something to tell you before we go any further because you can't just be like hey look there's like (laughs) what did did she think like maybe she doesn't know that she has them maybe she's just like oh they're just no no she knows because this this happens often and she's sad about it but it's like girl like you have you have a you gotta you gotta warn someone about that you you have to do your due diligence i mean yeah he pulled up your shirt when he shouldn't have but also like like if some dude presents his wang to me and it's got a fucking face on it i'm gonna wonder why he he didn't at least let me know yeah because he should be like hey bitch like i know i know you're gonna like you're into my dick but just so you know there's a face it's a face it can't actually see you it's not really a face but it just looks like a face (laughs) okay but it doesn't have its own brain or nothing and this was my conjoined twin yeah it's my dick I ate it in utero and it became my dick. It's kind of cool. <laughs> but people people are cool with a lot of things if you tell them. But if you just spring this shit on them and there's just eyeball titties all of a sudden. Anyway, there's more to this movie than that. And that's what makes me mad is because the, the focus of the movie should be eyeball titties. But it's not. It's not. What the focus of the movie <laughs> is. So the dude leaves and her like Wait, friend Wait, so that's leaves. just a side story to the movie? This chick's got eyeball titties? It doesn't come up again. What in this little after this because she's like she's crying about how this guy won't like her and then the 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 titty eyes cry and somehow (laughs) somehow her tear drops onto this spider that's on a rose that is across the room you see it while she's blowing him it's just a spider like on a rose and somehow her titty her titty tear it goes woo. It, it goes onto the spider and it turns the spider into this spider man, for lack of a better word. He's no, no, got no, no, like, the, the trademark infringement. It's a man spider. Oh, so man spider. <laughs> he's got like six arms and his legs, of course, which makes the eight. And uh, he's like, it is not a bad costume, but it's a costume that really shouldn't be seen in direct light. And they do not know how to do moody light in this film at all. And I am the spider of your id. And like basically when she falls asleep, he goes and kills people. So first he kills her little neighbor roommate friend. And she's super sad about it. So the next day and then her she's titties at, cry some more. And then her titties cry some more. The next day she's at uh, a photo shoot. A fetish photo shoot. She's a fetish model, apparently. So, like, all the girls well, you are. You have to be little... a fetish model when you got eyeball titties. But she's not using that part. That is the worst part. She's just like, a, she, it's, she's wearing this awful torque, which is like, which just contributes to this horrible elfin thing she's got going on in her face. And she falls asleep and the spider guy goes and finds a prostitute and this prostitute's like talking to him smoking a cigarette and he's like in the shadows he's like what would monsieur like for me and he's like i want to bend you over and fuck you in the ass (laughs) she's like ass fuck is my specialty and then he's like 
fuck you in the ass and he's like and then i would like to hear your neck snap and she's like oh no not my neck and he kills her <laughs> she's like you had me at ass fuck you lost me at neck snap so and then, and then bitch wakes up and she's like oh 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 no and this this whole weird photo shoot thing is going on and then she leaves right so she is she's left she's upset and she's trying not to sleep again because you know she doesn't want the <laughs> neck breaker dude to come out and kill more people so she goes into i when i'm the i'm pretty sure the billboard or the marquee says in french eyes without a face which is clever she goes into this this movie theater and there are three dudes in there watching what is apparently a porno one of the dudes is on their own but the other dudes apparently came as a pair and they're sitting like one chair apart from each other and like talking to this porno and men who are listening to this do you guys go to pornos with your friends like i understand when you're young and like hey you've got a hold of a porno back in our day when porn was yeah look it's porn and then like you know maybe somebody goes off to the bathroom for a while yeah yeah you'd like play it in your tree house or whatever like boobs yeah but then it becomes like an intimate moment but you know there were the porn theaters where people would go and just fucking jerk off around other people no other people but like your homie like did your homie come with you to jerk off because there's one thing about jerking off in front of a stranger like yeah i feel like that's it's weird so she goes in there and she's like what is this movie people are just making sex so she seems to be confused (laughs) as to what a porno is despite the fact that she is a fetish model so she's oh what is this lesbian sex so she falls asleep in the porn theater and like it takes she's asleep for like a half a second before those guys are like Hey. and they're all like going over there and like the one's like touching it's really it's fucking uncomfortable she wakes up it's uncomfortable she wakes up and she's like brightly horrified but like oh that's so uncomfortable Ugh. she's not in any hurry to get out of there it's very strange again it's like a setup for a porno that never happens but eventually she but that that's not a porno that never happens that's fucking rape that's a rape fetish yeah it was really weird it, like it yes yeah, so eventually she goes home and she goes home and she decides she's going to kill herself because that little vignette in the porn theater, I guess she had woken up in between him like raping some chick and he was about to kill her is really awful. Oh yeah, it gets it gets worse and worse with this. Wait, horrible. is this a spider dude or? This is the spider dude. Okay. And like he comes to her and talks to her like he puts his hands on her face and so she's all like like duck lipped in it and he's like oh, i'm going to do the things you envision in your mind. Like he's like touching her tits and shit. It's what the fuck <laughs> dancing apparently has the sexuality of like a 13 year old boy like i i the porn aesthetic is not for me i'm not really attracted to that kind of porn yeah but i get why people are and men particularly are but like when you're that old and your aesthetic is still that like cheap porn look it's just weird yeah it's weird it's weird there's nothing wrong with it ultimately like sex work sex work is work we're not you know I'm yeah not- gotta do what you gotta do shit i'm about to start s- selling pictures of my goddamn feet online for yeah. rent money right i'm not gonna be all swerfy in here like we're not playing those games but the, it's just it's just it's so ham-fisted and blatant it's embarrassing so she takes her she takes a bunch of pills she's gonna kill herself and he's like the the spider appears and he's like again holding her face while she's all like i am going to die now and <laughs> 
the she's called the cops and reported her murder and the cops are showing up and they come with like the battering ram to like very gently hit at this door and then for some reason the camera is behind the door and you can see the scoring that they did in the door so that it would break when they hit it (laughs) (laughs) and they burst in he's like no and they, they shoot the spider guy and then it's just the girl uh, laying on the ground with her tits out and it's these three french policemen they're looking over he's like <laughs> her eyes they have or her titties they have eyes and and they're like it's there's no they don't even care that this bitch is dead they're like look at them eye titties just because she's not breathing right now does not mean that she like can't be helped by emergency medical services shouldn't you guys be getting some help no 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 they're just leaning over her like oh man she's really pretty this is a shame yo what what's with them eyeball titties though to be fair if i was a first responder and came across somebody with eyeball titties i would stare you would (laughs) as you help them you would be helping them this is true yeah you help them and then you as you stare and then later when you get home you're like girl you know what i saw at work today this bitch had titty eyes <laughs> oh my god i have so many tales from this hospital from my job it's great well the second someone has titty not eyes, titty eyes not titty eyes if, but some, if someone shows up with titty eyes i demand a phone call so oh I'm, I'm certainly taking a picture of that <laughs> so, i don't care if i'm breaking hipaa <laughs> if you got eyeball titties you deserve it sorry <laughs> sorry i mean there are just certain things where like i, I gotta take a picture of this i got to do it let me see a titty eyes so that is the end of the first vignette and as i said that is the more interesting one i don't have as much to say about these next two but let's let's yeah. get into it the next one is i don't even remember the title of it but it's the face stealer this woman has a a, a scarred face and so she goes around stealing the faces of other women to wear as so she could have a normal face <laughs> she's a stripper but when she strips, she wears a mask anyway, which is dumb. And it starts out in this strip club. And there are some really talented strippers doing their doing their business. You're like, yeah, girl, do that shit. Like bouncing, doing their things, right? And then Mystery Girl comes out. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's the Mystery Girl. This bitch is wearing a mask and a cape with a hood. And she doesn't really strip. Like there's some, you know, traditional. She just kind of like. She does her cape thing. She's like, woo, woo, woo. And she's like doing her cape thing, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened." It's not. It's not. She steals a chick's face, and there's a whole. What do you want with my face? And she's wearing this horrible green mini dress with these goddamn platform ass uh, sneakers, like it's 1998. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> the uh, mystery woman is killing women and taking their faces and there is like a hard-boiled detective guy who talks like he thinks that he's like batman in the suit what's the <laughs> great i'm batman great another weirdo killer and apparently there's no motivation he's like i i got the motivation she wanted her or someone wanted her face and it's like yeah thanks bro wonderful so she kills yet another porn star and apparently drops her business card which i don't know why she's taking her business card with her on the way to do some murders but she does (laughs) hey if you want a murder i could do a murder here's my card yeah for her for a strip club called pussycats which 
you spent all night thinking up that strip club name all pussycats hey so i mean she's a she's a hustler baby when when you cut off somebody's face apparently if you just draw an outline around this part of your face you can just pull off the rest oh yeah it no it's off obvious yeah it just just comes off like that it's very simple yeah face facelifts are super easy because they just like boop yeah, just just and then staple pull it, it up. back. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they don't have to like detach the skin from the muscle or anything. They just just like it's like Velcro. Yeah, once again, just connects around the edges. <laughs> well, so once he gets this, uh, this they find that card at the scene. And he just decides that this is the card of the murderer, not like, hey, this is a clue or this might has been on the floor for three months. He just decides she's done it. And he goes to the strip club looking for her. And the strippers are like arguing with the cop. He's like, I, it's like, what are you going to do? Shoot us. He's like, frankly, right now I'd like to. It's like, well, well, bro, can you calm down here? Hard bitten detective guy. He goes into. Was the- he white? And were they people of color? They were all white, so I don't know why he's yelling at them like that. Like, yeah. you, you know, usually we don't threaten to kill people unless they're, you know, I well, I don't know. There, there are they are sex workers, so maybe that's why he's treating them like that. Whatever, yeah, probably. So he goes in the back to where Mystery Woman is, and Mystery Woman gets the drop on him. She's behind him, and she's got a knife up to his neck. And then all of a sudden, I'll kill you, copper. Yeah, you're gonna gonna take me alive, copper, and. Then, in like the next shot, he shoots forward and somehow hits her, despite the fact that she was behind him. And she takes off while he's like clutching his neck. He's Magic like, oh, bullet. I'm going to get you, mystery woman. It's the last thing I do. And then he calls her the C word, which I thought was a little excessive. And then. That is excessive. Yeah, he's oh, really. God. He's super pissed about it. He's going to get you, mystery girl. And he just goes, keeps calling her mystery girl, which is like her porn name. And then apparently later like it cuts to like sometime in the future where mystery girl has just moved on to yet another strip club and is calling herself mysteria they'll never catch her now (laughs) and is again doing her strip routine and this whole thing with her stealing faces is again like she doesn't use the faces to strip with it would be interesting if like she could put on a face and be like oh look i'm a different person now like look different literally just she just has a face like skin glued to her face and then i guess it rots off eventually and she needs another one because that's i mean look i'm no doctor but i did stay at a holiday and express once so i'm confident that's that that's how that works (laughs) those commercials were great (laughs) so the final the final vignette is uh, the the Countess of Blood. It's based on Elizabeth B- Bathroy, who I'm sure you don't, and maybe our, some of our viewers do. I believe is a 16th century noblewoman who supposedly bathed in the blood of virgins to keep herself looking young. That was a whole... <laughs> I was watching this movie... I fucking love it. It's like, I think it's, I can't remember what it's called. What we do in the dark or what we do in the shadows. shadows. Yeah. Hysterical. And one of the vampires is like, or the interviewer is like, why do you guys go for virgin blood? He's like, well, he's like, it's like, uh, oh my God, what did he liken it to? Because if you're going to eat a sandwich, you'd like to know somebody hasn't (laughs) fucked it. (laughs) I love what we do in the shadows. Have you watched the TV show? I've, I haven't watched the TV show, but the movie is fucking wonderful. You need to watch the TV show. It gets even better. So the ca- the Countess of Blood, 
the only thing I really have to say about this is this is the Angelina Jolie story as far as I'm concerned. One, <laughs> one because the actress kind of like looks like her, like very much bargain basement Angelina Jolie. But also oh, yeah. like I if it came out someday that Angelina Jolie was using the blood of virgins to stay young, I would totally believe it. Like that's the thing. Yeah, uh, her and fucking Cher. Have you seen Cher? She's 75 and she looks amazing. Like when are we just going to accept the fact that Cher is a fucking vampire. Cher can suck my blood all she wants. She's amazing. I love Cher. I would, I would happily donate my blood to Cher. Yeah, Cher deserves like, it. Hey, bitch, you want to live another 20 years? Here you go. It's okay. I wasn't doing anything with it anyway. <laughs> so so the, the, the Contessa of Blood will go and go to the to the village and buy girls or steal girls. And then it's just a lot of long shots of her bloodletting these girls like at one point she has one hanging upside down and she like like slits her throat or whatever and the the arterial blood is just squirting in her face and she's like oh she's like man you are wasting that shit you need to like bot like do like yeah bottle that shit getting it all on the floor like what the fuck are you doing wasteful and like why you got to kill him doesn't it make more sense to just keep a virgin and just like let let out a certain amount of blood every so often right i mean well i guess like in the 1600s it was probably pretty easy to find virgins it's not very easy anymore no, I don't think. No, God, no. Why would it be? I mean, unless you're in Utah, there's tons of virgins out there because they're, they're all Mormon. Yeah, unless they've been engaging in soaking. Do you know what soaking is? No. Okay. So soaking is uh, the equivalent of what Christians would call the poop hole loophole. And it, <laughs> it doesn't count if, if it's in your butt. With, with Mormons, uh, it's not the penetration that is the sin it's the movement so what what a mormon boy will do is is put his penis into a girl's vagina and then just sit very still <laughs> it's called soaking because you're soaking your dick inside yeah shut up soaking it's you have to appreciate the thought process there where they're like okay sex is a sin but like maybe not all of it like maybe not the actual just penetration maybe maybe sex is just the motion yeah well i mean but if i just happen to put my dick in a pussy don't move don't move oh, sorry That's yeah so nice. it's it's amazing the loopholes people will find it. to get to get I'm like just fuck just fuck just fuck god doesn't care no, just fuck god doesn't care but if if you're mormon you think god cares about quite a lot of things no shade yeah. God doesn't care if you drink caffeine. God doesn't care if you smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol or swear. Yeah, they they have a lot of rules in in Mormonism. So, I mean, you have to have special underwear. It's not my kind of religion. You do have to. So what I thought that was like a fake thing. And then I dated a guy whose family was Mormon. And I'm like, oh, they do. Once you get married, you have to wear, they call them garments. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking, it's special underwear special underwear yeah it's kind of neat i mean i guess if you don't i don't know so <laughs> if we get off topic of this terrible movie there's not again i don't have really have much to say aside from uh danzig is a horrible director and they really needed somebody to take their reins on this project it's just a lot of unnecessary shots which i'm assuming are supposed to be sexy if you're into blood and sex at the same time but aren't and 
there's no character arc there's no there's nothing going on it's just it's just this violence and it's this shitty it's not violent enough to be enjoyable and it's not erotic enough to be sexy so i don't right so ultimately my grade for for on a scale of one to squid games how violent is it (laughs) oh like a four like oh, okay it's not like like squid game gets you emotionally inva- invested in there's character Dude, arcs i'm not all the way I'm through gonna, don't say anything uh, no i'm not gonna say anything but i did have a squid game dream last night so did i so so do you, uh yeah so then that's the end of the of, of the three vignettes and then there's there's the the what the fuck is her name? The Crypt Keeper lady comes back at the end and she's like supposed to be bathing in blood. She's like, it's always nice to have a nice warm bath. And she just dips her hands in there and there's just like this shitty fake blood running down. And again, like it's the worst. It's the worst. So few things in movies drive me crazier than when they have shitty fake blood. Yeah. We all know what blood looks like. It doesn't look like fucking pancake, raspberry pancake syrup. Yeah, it's it's like really... it's just it's one of my biggest pet peeves in movies. I'm like, get the fucking blood right. And when you're when you're gonna when you have limited resources or you don't like with your sets, like use shadows and use things. Yeah, to... blood blood's not pink. Yeah, just darken darken things. Make them. You know, you don't want to you don't want to linger on shots where things look like shit. Like in, yeah. in in the Contessa blood thing where she pours out or she pulls out this woman's heart which continues to beat in her chest and the woman <laughs> whose heart she's pulled out like didn't get the note to die so she's just like uh uh she's still like lightly moving despite the fact that her heart has been pulled out that's so, not how that works no it's not unless it's indiana jones but this isn't indiana jones no and then, indiana jones gets a pass well yeah because the they're doing some spell so the spell is keeping it he's he's yeah chanting and then it, anyway that's that's my contribution to this week's show is Veronica. So, so five stars, how many stars would you give it? I would give it a very small piece of floating space trash. It does not get... <laughs> I, I would give Dan... I would give Veronica... A, basically some of the trash that is now orbiting our planet like the satellite trash it doesn't get to be a star because it's just that bad yeah so it's if not- someone wants to watch a trashy movie no not even don't waste your time and, and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm assuming like maybe if you and your friends get really loaded and watch it together it could be interesting but there are better shitty movies to watch and there are better trash movies and if you're looking for a halloween movie this year uh check out muppet's haunted mansion which is Aww. Shock- shockingly good if you're a muppets fan and if you're a fan of the haunted mansion ride at disneyland which i am and have been on that ride or excuse me that attraction many times they're not called rides they're called attractions attractions i used to work there i should know (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh usually we only do one topic per episode but this opening episode we might continue it if you like hearing both of us on the podcast per episode let us know and we'll keep doing two topics per fucking episode we're trying things we're trying we're trying new shit so um we all know i love horror movies the the creepier the scarier the fucking the better for me i just like i love a good scare 
So every October I do 31 Nights of Horror. But then I realized it's not that special because I watch horror movies all the time. <laughs> Maybe you should just watch normal it's not, movies. It's not like, ooh, this is my special time to watch horror movies. No, they're just movies to me because I watch them all the time. But yeah, every night I watch a new horror movie every night of October. And and I fucking love the Conjuring movies. James Wan is awesome. He They're fucking scary. They're entertaining. But of course, they're complete and utter bullshit. Um, even for like, I'm a skeptic. We all know this, but even for non-skeptics, it's like, oh, her. Well, yeah. So been, it, it's the claims have been very much exaggerated, even from conflated. what the inflated from what the yeah. Warrens claimed. Even yeah. So mm. yeah. So that's who we're talking about today, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Let's. I'm going to talk very briefly about their background, and then a little bit about like the the cases, quote unquote, that they saw. Yeah, and then go into like just how shitty they were. Yeah. So so Edward Warren Minnie was born in 1926, and he died on in August of 2006. And his wife Lorraine Rita Warren uh, was born in 1927 and died in 2019. So fairly recently. Uh, they were American paranormal investigators and authors associated with prominent cases of alleged hauntings. Edward was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist. Fake, <laughs> fake field of study. Hey, come on. It's demonology. Look, you can make up anything and put ologist at the end of it. And you're going to sound like profound. Like, I'm a podcast ologist. I'm a punk ologist. I've studied punk academically. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a uh, fucking kittenologist. I study kittens. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and see how awesome that sounds? Oh, you're a kittenologist? <laughs> um, anyway... And then Lorraine was a self-professed clairvoyant and light trace medium. Ooh. Uh, whatever. You know, I'm donut. I'm not into that hippie shit. You you believe it more than I do. Even even then, I typically anybody claiming to be clairvoyant or a medium. Yeah, like what are your thoughts on that? Clairvoyance or medium? I'm open to the idea that maybe possibly that could maybe, but again, like I have never seen any one present this in any way that i find believable um mediums and clairvoyants tend to use the same kind of trickery yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's a scam my parents are big time and they have been big time scammed by oh my god what's his fucking name Uh, john edwards Uh, yes and they're like no 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 it was totally real he said something that was like loosely associated with your uncle joe and i'm like yeah because that's what they do they walk around in a big group like i'm feeling the number five and they're like, oh my grandpa was the fifth fucking child in his family like mm-hmm. i i'm sensing know. that somebody died tragically of course like there's gonna be of some course. Yeah. yeah it's called a cold reading i don't believe in none of that I, again like i said i i I I kind of want to believe that there would be something like a medium just because I think that's kind of neat. Like I would love for that to actually be a thing. But yeah, that'd be super great. I have never, ever, ever believed anybody who has ever said that ever. Yeah. No. So in 1952, they founded the New England Society of Psychic Research, also known as NESPER, yeah. which was basically just a ghost hunting group in New England. Uh-huh. Like, 
Yeah, fair. Okay, so they claim to have investigated well over 10,000 cases during their career. Uh, one of their first investigations was the Amityville haunting, which um, I just heard that on another podcast. They talked about, like, what actually happened. No, Ronnie DeFeo was just a little bitch mm-hmm. and fucking killed his family. Did they actually... Was there actually a murder there? Oh, yeah. No, Ronnie DeFeo, that, that part was real. He oh. killed his whole family. Oh, yeah, his dad was like this abusive piece of shit and yeah, and then he he was like trying to claim that oh, the 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 ghost or the devil told me to do it, blah blah blah, and it's like, no, you're just a fucking fuckhead. Oh, cuz I I read that book a long time ago just for the sake of reading. It was clearly bullshit. Like just the way they were describing yeah. the hauntings was just way too over the top. Yeah, so the the Amityville haunting, quote unquote, is their claim to fame. Um so stories of ghost hauntings were very popularized by the Warrens and they've been adapted and they've inspired a, a bunch of films. I mean, I like I love the Conjuring universe. Amityville Horror was a fucking great movie. Like they're super entertaining, but they are uh, as as skeptics Peter DeAngelis and Steven no- Novella claimed uh, or, or described him as uh, Blarney. Ah, uh, yeah. There's just a bunch of Blarney. So, um, you know, some of their notable cases include Annabelle, which, you know, a bunch of people have seen the movie. So according to the Warrens, in 1968, two roommates claimed their Raggedy Ann doll was possessed by a spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins. The Warrens took the doll, telling the roommates that it was being manipulated by an inhuman presence and put it on the display in their occult museum. So another famous story was the Perrin family. So they claimed... It, this was in 1971. They claimed that uh, there's a they went to this home in Rhode Island, basically, where the parent family was being haunted by a witch, quote unquote, who lived there in the early 19th century. According to the Warrens, Bathsheba Sherman <laughs> cursed the land. Could you imagine having a first name of Bathsheba and then a last name of fucking Sherman? Yeah, it doesn't really go well together. No. So they said they cursed the land. So whoever lived there somehow died a terrible death, blah, blah, blah. And that's what inspired the movie The Conjuring. We'll get into the real story about that here in a second. Uh, like I said, there was Amityville. We all know that the the DeFeo family was murdered by the eldest son, Ronnie DeFeo. Um, there was the Enfield Poltergeist in England. Uh, basically, uh, the what is it? The Enfield family. They claim that they were being haunted by a poltergeist, blah, blah, blah. Um, But everyone could tell it was basically a a little girl who was attention seeking. Like they got one picture of it that says that she's levitating, but like she's very clearly jumping off a bed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've seen that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, The Ghost Bros did an episode there, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um. There's the story of Arnie Johnson uh, in the most recent Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, which was far and beyond the best Conjuring movie. It was really super scary. Um, So basically, this guy killed his landlord and he claimed that the devil made him do it. And of course, the Warrens all all over that shit. (laughs) And... uh, you know, saying that he he was not guilty by reason of demonic possession. And this is in the 80s. And generally, they kind of believed it. So I think he only ended up serving like five years in prison. 
I'm not surprised and, so soon after yeah. The Exorcist because the idea of demonic possession was way out until the movie The Exorcist came out and then everybody had a whole different idea about it and all these people who had been like yeah. it's mental illness were now like oh I think I'm possessed it became a whole thing yeah so he I think he he wasn't sentenced or he wasn't convicted of murder he was convicted of manslaughter and only ended up serving like five years lovely yeah so now we get into the criticism uh and and how these people are fucking frauds yeah so according to a 1997 interview with the connecticut post steve novella and perry d'angelis investigated the warrens for the new england new england skeptical society which is definitely a society that i want to join <laughs> <laughs> they found that the couple were very pleasant people but their claims of demons ghosts were at best tellers of meaningless ghost stories and at worst dangerous frauds yeah which they were um ba- so essentially the warrants they didn't they didn't charge for any of their services but because they got so popular they were able to get paid for lectures book deals you know Movies. they they created their uh their occult museum which they charged people for a tour of that mm-hmm. they said in here at in the 90s like 13 dollars per person for the tour and um uh what is it they even while while lorraine was still alive they got royalties from the movies so i mean like they made hella money oh i'm not surprised yeah lorraine once said that the problem with perry and steve the skeptics was quote they don't base anything on a god which like they're skeptics well like what do you what do you think they're gonna do that's kind of the point so it's like basically the warrens were kind of exploiting people's deep-seated religious beliefs into i mean they they were basically contriving what were actual murders mental illnesses as being this this thing that had to do with god and if you believe in god you got to believe in the other guy you got to believe in demons and stuff and they were essentially exploiting people but yeah, people are always looking for answers and, and there's always a, a charlatan to come along and give them easy answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I found this fucking awesome article by a columnist named Jude Ellison S. Doyle. They're like a, a really amazing like investigative journalist. Um, and I'm just going to read this whole thing because it's fucking great. It starts with, I'm going to tell you a horror story. You won't recognize it. It's about a woman who wrote poetry. She was a liberal and agnostic and hated Nixon. She married a strict conservative Catholic who demanded that she convert. She had a kid and then another kid. And then somehow she had five kids. She stopped writing poetry. No woman with five kids has time to daydream. And they left the city for a house in the country that was big and cheap enough to hold them all. So this uh, this is the real story behind the the parent haunting in uh, Rhode Island. Okay. So her husband had a terrible ten- temper and it erupted once they were isolated in the new house out in the middle of nowhere, as of course it does. He screamed at her more and more, especially if she disagreed with him about Nixon. What's funny is like in the movie, it paints this family as this like really wonderful, loving, beautiful family. You know, as it does, it's fucking Hollywood, you know. Yeah. So, and again, this isn't taking away from from the art. It was a great movie, but it was it's it's all bullshit yeah so you know this like i said this quote-unquote true story creates the basis of the haunt uh excuse me the conjuring movie so 
the more and more he screamed at her, uh, you know, he would spend most of his nights away at home because he was a trucker. Soon, the wife, she became very sick with what appeared to be arthritis. She spent whole days in bed. She looked older than her age. She started having night terrors. So then, of course, you got to call him the exorcist. Yeah. Because he was a fucking devout Catholic. So, like I said, the stories that the Warrens told were rarely had anything to do with reality. And if you know any part of the truth, portraying them as heroes is kind of reprehensible. And I'll get into that as to why they were totally reprehensible. Uh, if it were just a matter of polishing the facts for a ghost story, it would be one thing. But the people of the Conjuring franchise frames the embodiment of virtue, or f- frames them as the embodiment of virtue, when really they were misogynist, reactionary fraud who allegedly kept an underage girl f- in their house for sex. That comes. That's important here in a minute. So to make sense of the Warrens, you have to place them in context of the 1970s. Women were newly liberated. Queers were throwing bricks at cops. The post-op Beatles or the post-Beatles youth culture was infatuated with Eastern religion and home-baked spiritualities like Wicca and stuff like that. The Warrens, who keep in mind were very devout Catholics, were resolved to deprive people back or drive people back to the church. Like that was their overarching plan was to drive people back to the church using scary things this shit's scary oh it says here so in a very christ-like manner they decided to lie (laughs) (laughs) this is a great great fucking article so they made up ghosts they made up demons they put a raggedy ann doll in a glass case and called it annabelle uh the amityville horror hoax the the that was the warren so 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 were many others all those stories that i told you before they're all total fucking contrived hoaxes by the warrens to you gain some sort of popularity the methods were not sophisticated if photos of a ghost had to be produced ed would reportedly get somewhere to wear a white sheet the dreaded annabelle haunting appears to uh be a garbled retelling of a twilight zone episode in which a woman named annabelle is tormented by an evil doll oh my god that annabelle doll is at uh, zach baggins's haunted museum in las vegas now yeah really he paid good I, money for it like i love fucking haunted museums and no, stuff I but i go, go into there. it knowing like it's total bogus they have cool shit like they have the ca- the cauldron that ed Gein boiled people in to get the um the bones their skin stuff. off yeah to make it, his fucking nipple belt yes he's got um <laughs> he's got jack kevorkian's van and like some you know, like, you know there's i'd love to go if i ever go out there but it's, it's fuck neat. yeah damn i wish i would have known i went there for work training oh shit i'm sorry i should have told you um so the warrens were convincing performers they built up a business selling true accounts of hauntings uh, a horror novelist who was hired to write one such account says that when he presented concerns about factual inconsistencies, Ed Warren brushed him off and said, just make it up and make it scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so the ghosts were just the bait on the hook. Sooner or later, any lecture the Warrens gave about paranormal came down to the real point. Hauntings were caused by people who refused to conform to the traditional family values. Only those who submitted to the patriarchy and to the church would be safe. That was a direct quote. Oh my, I I know about them. I never knew this. Dude, no, it's fucking crazy. So in in their 1980s, 1980 book, The Demonologist, it lays down the law. 
Ouija boards would get you haunted, but so would reading books about witchcraft, owning an image of a non-Christian deity, or attending, quote, <laughs> consciousness-raising groups. <laughs> okay, this is the best part. The horror at Amityville was supposedly aggravated when the unlucky homeowners engaged in the unholy pagan practice of meditation. Oh, look out. Mm-hmm. In fact, any dissatisfaction you put on the devil's team, addiction, depression, disobedient children were all satanic, according to the Warrens. Um, quote, unquote, hate, rage, despair, misery, drunkenness, and suicidal sense of worthlessness will attract the demonic in the demonic in a snap, Ed was quoted as saying. <laughs> One story in the demonology centers on a young woman who succumbed to evil after being raped. I mean... Clearly. clearly yeah so oh. when you're a victim of rape you obviously like are are now down for the fucking a demon to possess you i mean if you didn't want a demon why did you get raped in the first place come on now <laughs> exactly come you should have watched what you were wearing i mean my god temptress don't you know that demons don't like bell bottoms and crop tops <laughs> come on now come on now uh, <laughs> It was essential not just to stick with the status quo, but to be satisfied. A, quote, happy home will be your best defense, the Warrens would say. And even the most powerful exorcism, quote, will be effective only if you keep up an emotional atmosphere that does not attract such entities. So really, you're being haunted. It's your fault. I mean, it's your fault. You brought this upon yourself with your fucking bell bottoms and meditating and, your, and your long hair and your fucking depression and the fact that you were raped against your will it's your fault so the warren's cosmology was metaphysical bl- victim blaming yeah. essentially uh evil could only help and evil could only happen to people who were already evil themselves quote people who do negatively or 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 unnatural things are essentially quote quote unquote doing the devil's work for him and actually attract negative spirits to their side okay. says ed S- side note if you think two devout catholics didn't mean something specific by unnatural things in a post stonewalls 1970s like yeah come on that come, come on. on um still it was a very genius con I mean, it's something out of a horror movie and I, that's why they make great horror movies a- against all all the deviancy that they deal with the warrens appear in the movies as a picture of christian wholesomeness elevated at long last from side characters uh to heroes basically so in this story the warrens wanted to tell lorraine had a key role in shaping the franchise until her death in 2019 so lorraine was actually very active in the creation of these movies yes she would be um so you know and and in critics of the movie are very moved by the portrayal of the Warren's marriage, calling it one of the greatest love stories of the horror genre. Oh, but oh, wait, there's more. And Lorraine was the one who who worked on that love story. Lorraine was the one who created this for the movies. Uh, so for one thing, her, her contract contained some remarkably specific demands. Neither Ed nor Lorraine Warren could be depicted sexually assaulting anyone or having sex with minors in the Conjuring series. Oddly specific. That's oddly specific. So furthermore, in her contract, it says that neither the husband nor the wife can be depicted as participating in an extramarital sexual relationship. So this comes into play uh, now. So in 2017, a woman named Judith Penny came forth saying 
that when she was 15 years old, Ed Warren, who was then in his 30s, routinely had sex with her and eventually moved her into his house along with Lorraine. Penny also says, and this is nothing against like polyamory or whatever. It's everything that she was fucking 15 and the Warrens are in their 30s and they're preying on this 15 year old Sounds like girl. the 70s. And this was the girl in the box story. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so Penny also says that Lorraine knew and that when she got pregnant, it was Lorraine who persuaded her to get an abortion, telling her that any scandal could ruin the Warrens yeah, the business. Jesus loves abortion. It's always funny. How the people who are so vehemently against things like abortion are the ones who fucking have them for their mistresses. Oh, no, there are people that have, uh, I was reading a whole thing about, uh, from abortion providers who've talked about, this one lady was saying, I've held a woman's hand through an abortion while she sat there and told me that I'm going to hell because I helped give her an abortion. Because in their minds, they have a good reason for an abortion because it's it's okay when I do it because I have a good reason. But those other women are just lazy whores and they, they shouldn't be allowed to have abortions. Yeah. Very so very disgusting uh so lorraine's obviously not the person who comes off worse in the story ed was also a violent man according to penny she witnessed him beating lorraine unconscious quote some nights i thought they were going to kill each other unquote so it was after all this supposedly that the warrens got up went out and told women who were being screamed at by their husband that the devil was the only thing making them unhappy they told everyone about their hidden society of evil people who preyed on children and promised to protect their audience they preached the value of a happy Gee, what does that sound like so they, they were, were frauds sound like trumpsters is what the fuck that sounds like ah uh, that was what i was thinking when i was reading this i'm like these are the same people who would have oh, voted for trump I mean, there's in fact lorraine was lorraine didn't die until 2019 she probably well, fucking it, did convincing people that the people who are your detractors are child molesting freaks when you're the ones actually doing mm-hmm. the child molesting yeah 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 classy so another conjuring movie came out after these allegations came to light uh, so that's kind of bizarre to say the least so the rancid conservatism of the Warrens is on full display. The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, features Ed Warren lamenting that courts aren't required to believe in the Christian God. It tries to lower. There is one part in that movie, too, where he's like, uh, where he basically says, oh, you know, every time someone uh, takes a stand and places their hand on a Bible, you know, it's it's talking about a Christian God. So, you know, of course, if you're going to believe in the Christian God, you got to believe in the other thing. So we can just say to this fucking high court that uh, the devil made this kid fucking kill oh, yeah. his landlord. And then, in, in real life, though, like, think about it in the terms of like, hey, like in terms of a horror movie, like the, the aftermath of like, hey, these ghosts came and like killed these people. What do you say to the cops afterwards? Like, hey, these ghosts came. We, we, we summoned this... This, like I put together this puzzle box and this dude with pins in his head came out and murdered my homie right there and you're just oh my god speaking of like a dude with pins in his head have you been following <laughs> so there were, I can't remember where it was but there was a um like a doggy costume contest thing or a doggy costume parade this dude dressed his little like white chihuahua up as Hellraiser and called oh, him Hellraiser. And this thing, it's got like the fucking you know cockeyed chihuahua with his tongue hanging out the side of his mouth and he's got a little like bald cap on oh, with little spikes precious. coming out and like a leather dress it's 
fucking adorable. And the dog's the dog's real name is Gizzard. I'm like, this the story just gets better and better. Anyway. Yeah. So like when you murder someone, it's like, oh, the the devil consumed me and I just like I did a murder. Yeah. There's always an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically my my whole story on the Warrens. They the movies are super entertaining. But don't put a lot of stock into them being good people. I mean, they fucking raped a 15-year-old and had her, like, they manipulated her into coming and live. And she lived with them for 40 years. Good lord. And before before some yeah. dumbass is like, well, she stayed there, not abuse. Don't. They yeah. groomed her. Yeah. That's yes, called grooming. That's, that's how that works. Anyway, they're horrible people. And thank you all for listening to our season three premiere. Uh, send us some emails, you know, leave us some comments. Let me know. Let us know what you think about this. And we can, you know, we would like to really thank the, uh, producer Eric and unlikely legends productions for producing this podcast. Uh, we still want to thank our friend Juan for creating the intro and outro tunes. I don't even know if Juan still knows that we're using it, but thanks thanks, Juan. Juan. (laughs) Uh, if you'd like to hear more from Juan, follow him on Twitch TV slash one solo nine one six. We've got some links to our website, social media, Patreon, streaming services, all that good shit can be found on Linktree at linktr.ee slash the deeper, darker variety show. All one word. We're on TikTok. I've been making some pretty uh, funny TikToks, if I do say so They're myself. And they're pretty good they're they're pretty good you want to see my face you want to see ashley's face follow us on tiktok oh you can also find us on our website the deeper darker variety show.com uh we can also we have a patreon now too so if you want to see live video of us you want to hear some unedited footage of us some bloopers subscribe to our patrons five bucks a month As always, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Rates and reviews get us exposure, and our exposure gets us more awesome listeners like you. If you have questions, comments, concerns, complaints, corrections, topic suggestions, just anything, email us at deeperdarkerpodcast at gmail.com, and we will see you next time on the Deeper Darker Variety Show. Goodbye! Goodbye!